the latest information about accounting technology. You're listening to The Modern Accountant, presented by TechGuru. Hello and welcome to The Modern Accountant Podcast, where we explore the intersection of technology in the accounting industry. My name is Justin Amundsen, your co-host, alongside Joe Kessler, yet again, our accounting tech expert. Joe, how's it going? Doing good, man. How are you today? I'm doing well. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing the benefits and challenges of running a remote accounting firm, choosing the right tools for your business, and the best practices that come along with managing a remote team. We hope to provide valuable insights and practical advice for anyone looking to further improve their remote accounting firm. And even if your firm is still in the process of adopting a hybrid remote work environment, this podcast will still be beneficial to listen to because we're going to cover the technology infrastructure required to run a secure, compliant, and efficient remote accounting firm. So for our first segment, we're going to talk about the benefits and challenges of running a remote accounting firm, many of them being, as far as benefits, increased flexibility and work-life balance for employees, lower overhead costs as far as rent, utilities, and so on. And then when it comes to increased flexibility, uh, this can usually lead to an increase in productivity and job satisfaction. We're seeing a huge transition to remote work in the last three years since COVID, and it's now no longer just being adopted. It's actually the new a new norm. So Joe, when we talk about lower lowering overhead costs, you know, that's one of the main benefits of having a remote accounting firm. What are some other examples of cost savings that are often overlooked? Yeah, one that's you know, kind of overlooked that uh it's hard to budget for, but also uh is something that is a more of a byproduct of doing a hybrid uh, solution like this. It's just cost of recruiting, frankly, not necessarily meaning that you're going to be, you know, paying people lower that live in different ge- geographical areas, but, mm-hmm. you know, being able to recruit uh, in a larger player pool, if you will, right? So being able to recruit talent from you know, East Coast, West Coast, and attract talent from, from all over the place, it makes that the time requirements uh, that are necessary in recruiting it tends to reduce those a bit, so that's a that's a big one. Uh, it does mean that sometimes you're doing a lot of interviews, like back to back to back to back, and yep. trying to uh, get the right person in the door. But I think most of us would uh, would agree that you know it's it's always good to just have more applicants or too many applicants than it is to you know, to have not enough. So that's something that a big time savings there. For your employees, of course, there's the cost of commute and just the the time lost uh, that's in there. You know, you've got staff members that are able to put in an effective, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hour you know workday as opposed to having to do a six, seven, eight, nine hour workday plus you know an hour one way for work and then an hour another way. Everyone's coming in stressful, so we're uh, stressed out because of their traffic. Mm-hmm. snow like you're up there in minnesota yeah right <laughs> yeah we just got uh we just got 15 inches as of last couple of days it's been insane yeah and then even even further too just you know piggybacking off of the commercial real estate there's a number of things that you want to try to take into account I mean, you've got secure physical security of your your building access restrictions keys that you need to make and hand out to staff members lockup procedures, insurance uh, requirements. I mean, the list just kind of goes on and on uh, when you have a physical presence versus your own individual 
you know, homes where people are working from. Yeah. And when we're talking about accounting firms specifically going to being fully remote, what are you seeing from our clients as far as making that transition? Are we still seeing a large majority of them having some sort of hybrid remote work environment, or are we seeing a complete transition to entirely remote office? For, for now, we're definitely seeing more of a hybrid uh, thing in uh, in the accounting world. And a, a lot of it's not necessarily at the fault of the actual accounting firm themselves. It's the, you know, it's their clients, right? So, you know, you have so many clients that are, you know, diff- that are, have difficult time adopting client portals and, you know, digital uploads of, uh, of documentation and still rely on the, the drop off of, you know, the file folder that's been, or the binder that basically they've been, you know, <laughs> yeah. adding stuff to for the, for the whole last year. Right. But that seems to be mitigated, um, a l- very well by the clients of ours that uh, or the accountants of ours that have clients that are on monthly engagements with them because they're they're used to you know digitally dropping off their their data on a regular basis as mm-hmm. it is so they compile it all over the course of the year so i guess in a in a nutshell to boil that down a little bit it's kind of depends on the services that you're trying to build your firm around as to whether or not they're they're going to be successful in a hybrid or fully work, fully uh, remote. Yeah. And so staying on the topic of expanding your talent pool, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of resources out there other than LinkedIn or indeed where you just post a job listing. There are other sources out there such as TOA, for example. Can you explain what TOA is all about and why we, we recommend their service as far as finding talent, whether it's full-time or just seasonal talent? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is another thing that kind of traverses a lot of industries, but yeah, there's a lot of excellent, you know, resources available to, to accountants, TOA Global, for instance, they're one of them that we work with actually fairly heavily and and I'll get to why we recommend them in a second, but they provide uh, candidates uh, is what they refer to the staff members as that will fill in certain voids that you have inside of your accounting firm. Most frequently, the accounting firm needs somebody to kind of babysit the bookkeeping inside of things because it is something that doesn't require uh, a lot all at one time, but it's a little bit of work like all all day and or throughout the week, depending on how many clients you have on regular bookkeeping services, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to outsource that to a, a group out of the Philippines keeps your uh, keeps your labor costs down but still maintains a relationship with your with your client. And additionally, what we like about them is uh, two things from their staff, the, the candidates that they bring in, they do a really good job of matching people up to you that make them feel like they're part of the team or like they coalesce with your team really well so that you're not just bringing this random person you know, into your group. You're hiring a person that's dedicated for you, for your firm, and is going to learn all the processes, participate in meetings with you and the rest of your staff, potentially, if you want them to, right? So that employee is very much your person. They just happen to live in another part of the planet, right? So that's one of the big things that we really like about them is that uh, they're able to adopt your security processes and workflow processes and things like that 
as long as they're trained appropriately to do so. The thing that we like specifically uh, from the technology side of things is they've got really, really best-in-class uh, security framework, if you will, that's that runs on the back end. So they've got their own IT staff and uh, that manages those employees' computers, make sure that they're up to date with the latest uh, security patches and software, and they've got a, a really like rigorous set of demands, if you will, that they mm-hmm. put the employees through to make sure that they're that your data and the things that they're accessing is as secure as possible. And that's just something that we see they seem to be kind of next level versus yeah, and other vendors that are out there. And the difference of them compared to like a recruiting firm or something like that, they they specialize in the accounting industry and they have a very strong network of people and they have very specific processes that they use to, they know a lot of accounting firms want seasonal employees or they, they know the challenges of the financial industry. And I think that's what makes them great. And by the way, we're not even sponsored by them or anything. We just, we've got a lot of clients that use them, uh, use their services. And we've, we've just really seen uh, some of the big benefits that, that using them can give. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, hiring people over the Philippines overseas. So let's transition over to the challenges of running a remote accounting firm. And one of them that I had on the list actually was time zone differences. So as far as time zone differences, Joe, how how is that? I mean, it's pretty obvious that's a challenge because of, you know, you got someone overseas that's waking up at nine in the morning. Meanwhile, someone in the U.S., they're just closing down for the day. So like, what are the challenges that come with? running a remote accounting firm while you're hiring overseas and how can you kind of solve those issues that come with those time zone differences? Well, if you're, if you're trying to overcome overseas uh, time zones, I mean, that's a, that is a really tricky one specifically because a lot of times they're, if they're in India or the Philippines, they're almost a full day ahead of us in many cases. Right. So one thing that uh, I know TOA has the ability to do is uh, provide these employees or these candidates to you that will actually work your hours, right? So for them, that might be, you know, almost like a third shift, right? It might be working overnight for them, yep. but that's the only way that they can, you know, be you know, up to date with your hours, right? So you do have the opportunity to actually work alongside of them. And then it's a bit up to you as to whether or not you want it to be exactly your hours or maybe give like a you know, a bit of a buffer time where they're like half the day they spend in your uh, in your time, uh, and then the other half is is on their own. So, as long as you're flexible with that, then it doesn't tend to be as much of a of an issue. And it depends on what work you're trying to give them to, right? Some of these yeah. things can very easily be done outside of your regular business hours. And as long as someone's available to at least answer a question or something, it's not a a huge thing. I'd say. More broadly, though, when you rec- uh, have a firm that's based all across the United States, you know, you got four time zones to to cover there. This is a challenge we've. <laughs> we've oh, absolutely! <laughs> right? Yeah, so, people all over the all over the country. Yeah, so it it certainly makes things uh, interesting. You know, I think what we've done is we've been able to basically extend our what our working hours really are. So everybody still works. 
know, eight to five or whatever that is. Right. But, you know, my eight to five is different than, you know, Jared's out on West coast or Nick mm-hmm. or, you know, Robert over on East coast, et cetera. So, you know, we're able to stagger that, um, but we're all full strength midday. I think it gives us a lot of advantages too, uh, rather than disadvantages. Absolutely. Cause I mean, we have clients all over the country as well. So it helps us to be oh, totally. responsive. Yeah. Yeah. And accounting firms are no different in that regard too. I mean, you should be trying to get clients all over the country, just like your staff. Yeah. Um, so while on the topic of communication and collaboration, what are, what are you finding to be the biggest challenges regarding communication with not only clients, but team members? Uh, the dependency on email is still very prevalent uh, in the accounting industry and internal email to be more uh, more precise. When we're talking about collaboration, internal email is just, I mean, people are inundated with emails as it is. So you got these group chains that are CC'd everybody in the company and there's really only, it's a conversation between two people, right? Yeah. So uh, stripping back internal email and moving that into a platform like Microsoft Teams or Slack or hip chat, Google chat, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Use something <laughs> that's not email <laughs> is, yeah. a, is a big thing. I mean, I think we've, I don't know what the statistic is for us, but it's, and we stripped it back to probably 95% of our internal communication is done through, through chat. Well, easily, I would say. I mean, yeah. I think I send like one email to you a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say, I'm way more active on teams. Like it's probably a 10 to one difference as far as teams to email. And I prefer it way more. It's just a lot faster communication. And yeah. I don't know if it's a generational thing too, because there are some people who still prefer email, but me personally, I think it helps you get the job done a lot quicker. It is. And, but these uh, challenges that we've been able to overcome on an internal side of things still impact us every day with our clients, right? You know, whether it's us or an accountant for accounting firm trying to talk to theirs, you, know, you also receive way too many email from outside of your uh, mm-hmm. organization. And being able to streamline that, uh, the we've seen some really good success for people that uh, rely on their client portal solutions, whether they're like Carbon or Lysio. Uh, we're even starting to build out some functionality inside of Microsoft Teams to be able to offer that level of collaboration in more real time that, with your clients. And you know these uh, these products. You know, I, I mentioned you know Carbon as example. You know there's the web access and and mobile app uh, access for your clients is a is a big thing. But demographically, it depends on the, who you're working with, right? Yeah, and. When you're running a remote accounting firm, you know, you have to make sure that your data is secure as well. So, like, what are the challenges that come with that? You know, obviously, the accounting industry, they're very adamant, for good reason, to keep their data secure at all times. So, is there Mm -hmm. some hesitancy there uh, as far as, like, wanting to transition to other communication platforms? Is there a lot of hesitation because of the security aspect? I don't think on the security aspect as so much because people want to do it. They want to get away from email. I mean, everybody that is anybody's that's received a a picture of a client credit card or a w <laughs> uh, a w two or whatever tax information has just been you know copy of, sent over to uh, over the open airwaves of email. Mm-hmm. I don't 
think there's a lot of uh, hesitation that people have in trying to get their clients to do it. Everybody wants it, right? Yeah. It's finding an easy way to uh, to allow that communication to be captured pro uh, safely. That's the difficult thing, really, to uh, to do. And you know, email. That's the reason people do it is because it's easy. They all know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so. If you can make it easy for your clients to upload data, uh, that's a big win. And I've got some, you know, some different tips. I don't know how much you want me to spend on that, but yeah, no, we're actually going to transition over where you can give specific recommendations in a second here. But we're going to go to sec our next segment, which is choosing the right tools for your remote accounting firm. Tease it up, right? <laughs> uh, before jumping into specific tools, though, that are ideal for running a remote accounting firm, let's talk about assessing your firm's current technology. So how are firms supposed to know what stage they're at when, regarding digital maturity and what specific areas they need to be, that need to be improved? Yeah. So what we do internally is we do this or not internally, but with our clients rather is we do an assessment of the, of the firm's technology and we follow what we refer to as an accounting technology optimization model. So and there's some tools and uh, and tips available from our website and our blog posts that also you know show you as an accountant what you could even be doing with your clients to also do a similar thing with them because you, know, you want to try to eat your own dog food right so if mm -hmm. we're going to do these things you know, and and assess your technology it can also be a good practice for you to be assessing your own clients which we'll still certainly look at maybe saving that for another uh, another conversation down the road. But you know the the main components that we're looking at is just getting a documentation of you know the applications, gear, connectivity, security uh, that exists, so that we can build a strategy that are in support of all of those different uh, areas, and then turn around and support it. And as our support team is is working on uh, issues and things, they're able to identify new applications, new connectivity mm -hmm. uh, opportunities that uh, that exist. So that's, I guess, kind of the how that like kind of cycle is supposed to uh, supposed to go. If that does that answer the uh, your question? Yeah, absolutely. And for those that are curious about the accounting tech optimization model, we'll provide the link to that in the description of this podcast. So going forward, Joe, we're going to we're going to do some rapid fire here. You yeah. already you already had some uh, types of tools that you recommend using. We're going to basically recommend them by each category. So let's start with the first one being project management. What are you seeing? That's a hot tool right now for accounts. Now, should these be tools that are applicable in any firm, regardless of the uh, the services that they that they provide? Do you want me to try to get more, more of a broad but specific? More of a general basis. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. All right, so project management tools. Yeah, monday.com uh, is a great one. That's one we're using in, in, internally uh, with good success, as well as another product called Asana. Uh, but Microsoft has some things coming out that are that we're pretty excited about to, that I'm, I'm not going to plug quite yet because they're not very valuable. But monday.com and Asana. All right, video conferencing. I think this one might be pretty obvious. Teams. Uh, teams would be number one, Zoom. Number two, because Teams you already pay for and you already have it roundabout, why would you pay for Zoom if Teams is capable of doing everything? So. That's a great point. All right, cloud-based tax prep accounting software. 
uh, ProConnect by Intuit. You know, it's the the only web-based one that's uh, that I'm aware of that's you know capable of doing all the business returns as well as individual and everything. Cloud-based bookkeeping. QuickBooks Online. Uh, QuickBooks Online. I mean, I think that's a given, but I, we're starting to see a lot of people using Zero, and uh, I think there's some affordability edges that Zero has. But QBO. How about password management? LastPass uh, would be the the big one. There's you know, some other products out there, but the LastPass is the one that we wholeheartedly and you know, get behind and stand uh, and stand side by side with them. How about some uh, bonus software for back office operations and just overall managing a remote team? Yes, uh, Lattice uh, would be a good rid- a great one for HR platform. Uh, I think Rippling even has some uh, has some functionality for user engagement. You've got Gusto, of course, uh, in there, and a lot of our, our clients are familiar with Gusto from payroll services. Mm-hmm. But you've also got Zapier as a super important one. The more web-based uh, your services are, Glances, Grammarly, just helping everybody to type an accurate email <laughs> uh, or yeah. a chat message or any type of literature that you're putting out. Might as well make sure that they're uh, that that, it, that it's typed up correctly. Right. Yeah. Well, Lattice. I, I want to go back to Lattice. That's. I think that's a great platform. It's basically to track quarterly goals that your employees may have. And also just keeping a pulse on everyone. They send out uh, weekly surveys just to keep a track of everyone's health. And if they're overworked or if they're doing okay, you know, it's, it's just good to keep a good pulse on the team. And it's spelled L-A-T-T-I-C-E for those that are curious. So, Joe, as far as tips for choosing the right tools, do you have any advice for that? Yeah, for budget, team needs, uh, security, compliance, those things, right? So I just come back to, you know, for us, it's the accounting tools optimization or the technology optimization model, right? So Mm -hmm. it's having a good understanding of the services that you provide, of the current capabilities that your staff has or is looking for trying to measure your staff engagement, right? We talked about that actually just with Lattice, but trying to give the tools to people that uh, that they're going to make the most use of. Yes, budget comes into, uh, into the equation there, but you'd be really surprised, I think, how many times that you're able to put in uh, new tools that might replace old ones or one tool you know, it's kind of like that proverbial multi-tool, right? Where it can do mm-hmm. a job of three, four, or five different things. So, yes, it might be the software that you want to sign up for might be a hundred dollars per user per month, but it does it get rid of <laughs> you know eighty dollars per user worth of five other uh, pieces of software and introduce new new products to the, or new features to your staff that they're going to need, and and also. I think I mentioned this on one of our first podcasts is giving everybody a, uh, a say, you know, it's listen to your staff, you know, this should not fall on just one person to, to choose the right tools for, for doing the job. Right. Maybe that, maybe that is the case. Of course, if you're a sole practitioner listening to this or, mm-hmm. you know, something to that, to that effect, but your, your staff all has different needs. They've all had different work experiences and use different tools and features that they, that they like, find a way to, you know, to survey the crowd, 
and you know phone a friend and who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> so yeah i think that's great advice so moving to our last segment here which is best practices for managing a remote accounting team what are some best practices you know obviously if you're a fully remote accounting firm you're not going to be having these water cooler conversations anymore so sometimes you know there's not as much communication throughout the day and keeping up with just overall camaraderie so what are some what is some advice that you have as far as maintaining a cohesive accounting firm yeah i don't think that this information is going to be applicable only to accounting firms first off i mean this yeah. list but it is in a sense that still working remotely is a new thing for accountants right and as we talk about being a modern accounting firm this is what modern business you know has been doing it's just the accounting industry is a little behind uh, the things that's why we're making you know, bringing to light some items that need to be considered when being a modern firm, right? So, when doing this, you're going to have to set clear goals uh, and expectations for your staff. They have to know what is expected for them and how their work fits into the overall goals of the firm. So this is where you kind of mentioned you know lattice, but also you know roles and responsibilities matrix, accountability charts core processes that are well documented and can be referenced so that everybody really knows what they're supposed to be doing even in the the downtime that they do have they need to know what they're being what they're doing so that they can occupy their time because if they're working from home and they have downtime they're not going to be working so they need to know what they're supposed to work on communicating regularly this does not mean micromanagement this yeah. You cannot ask for an update on everything on a, on a constant basis, but you need to have a way to capture that information. And the use of, we've talked about messaging, instant message and chats and stuff like that. But also when there's a question that requires a bit more detail than a chat or an email should uh, ever be written for, it's taking the time to just do a, a quick you know, same page meeting or one-on-one uh, with somebody and video conference. So that way everybody can stay in touch. That's your water cooler. Yeah. Too. Uh, I think that's great. Use project management tools. That's not going to be anything new, but some of the new tools that you might be using are, uh, in this, as you switch to working remotely, but the project management tools and your practice management, uh, products, it's, just finding ways to add notes on all the, on all the little things so that people can kind of pick up where you left off and follow tracks when they're not physically next to you to hear the conversations that you had with, mm-hmm. you know, with Joe and Justin, right? Yeah. And encourage the collaboration and teamwork, encourage people to work together, be a big one, uh, and offer your own support and resources. So making sure that people aren't you know, alone. I mentioned that on, I don't know if it was their last episode or previous one, but when I switched to work in remote, Man, I felt like I was an island. I mean, I moved to twenty eight, moved to remote in twenty eighteen before it was yeah. cool, right? <laughs> You're a hipster. <laughs> it's bad, and I just felt alone. I mean, there were whole days where I would just be, I wouldn't get a chance to actually talk to anybody, uh, which is a or anybody on my own team, if you will. And you which just is, cannot let that happen. Yeah, and which. Which is why I think it's so important to have recurring meetings. You know, we have same page meetings where we're constantly in touch and making sure we're on the same page. And I think those go a long way because those are pretty much the virtual water coolers that 
you're talking about and it really yeah. just helps keep your your team together and uh like i said earlier with camaraderie it's still very important if not even more important to make it extra effort to you know meet up on a not a daily basis but at least have check-ins so that you can make sure that everyone's on the same page and another little thing you know, here too that goes a long way is having you know, virtual events you know, people mm-hmm. kind of got burned out through kind of through COVID, right? Of it's not like you're gonna you get together and play bingo, but maybe you will uh, over Zoom, right? So, yep. but there's ways to do these things. It's organizing a game night. It's organizing, you know, some type of a social hour uh, for people outside of uh, after uh, work is done, and actually being willing to kind of shut down the office even like a half hour early just to. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to accommodate other people's schedules, so you're not impacting their uh, their after hour plans, you know, with their family. And but find a way to do it and include everybody from the team. It's so important. I think that's great advice. I think this is a good time to end it, Joe. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Don't wait. Yeah, you know, just do it. Uh, I mean, find a way to with the tools that you have to. You know, spend some time working remote, even if it's just a couple of hours uh, in a week. You know, try to organize some time to where maybe you work from home one day and in the office for for four. You do a fat pants Friday or something like that. Just just don't hesitate. Don't be afraid of it. I think is another is another thing. Yeah, so, keep it fun. Keep it fun. So, just a reminder to everyone before we wrap this up: sending your questions on our website at techguruit.com/podcast. And, you know, if you have any recommendations for guests or any other feedback for this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. So stick with us here as we continue to tackle some more uh, meaty topics regarding working remote and uh, some of the stuff that we've got in the hopper is pretty exciting. We got to get some guests lined up, though, uh, for you.